Alright guys, um, if you're a frequent listener of the show, you're going to notice that this is completely unlike all the other podcasts, but this is my uh, last show in Pennsylvania, so I had two of my oldest friends come over, and we're just going to kind of shoot the shit and uh, play some random songs in between, Um, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, In the studio right now, I have uh, my best friends Jeff Shropshire and Anthony Clickio. Yo. Yeah. Trying to figure out how we're going to set up these mics because I only got two. That one's pretty good there. Howdy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Jeff has appeared on the show before once. Uh, he did a segment which was supposed to become a uh, regular segment, and then he never did it again. Story of my life. <laughs> Would you ever consider doing them from, the, uh, from PA and send them to me at all, or probably not? How am I going to record them? I don't know. What computer? You guys got computers in your apartment hooked up to televisions? We got one. <laughs> that's one. That's You can do it on one. Maybe. Alright. So that's... One movie, that one so so uh, don't have any expectations of hearing any more of the movies on tape by Jeff Shropshire. <laughs> now Jeff is probably going to be on his phone throughout this entire podcast because he's currently in the Punchline Words with Friends contest. I'm going to have baseball scores. Shane Victory and a double to deep right center. They're still going to lose. They're uh, waiting to find out the outcome of the Phillies game that's going on right now. It's uh, the 25th of June. So who are they playing right now? Oakland. Oakland? All right. Um, all right. We're going to do uh, – we're going to be trying to do a bunch of the different St. Mort songs that I, I used to play way back when uh, we were all playing shows together. Uh, this is one of the oldest ones, and it's called Acoustic Punk Star. And uh, these guys know the, the way the song works. If I stop my foot, they clap their hands. So uh, we'll see how this goes. I'd say anything all day long And I love John Cusack I want to marry him And I'd dance around all day Sing along with the song I need more cowbell Christopher Walken Too many girls that I want to date I listen to TLC And I say a blade All of my fans You know who you are Hey, I'm St. Moore The acoustic punk star And I don't sing on key And my guitar is out of tune When I play my first song Well then People leave the room some say that I suck, I pretend that they're not there And I laugh because I don't care Some people don't know this But I have the most amazing falsetto voice you've ever heard And I'll show it to you right now I would say anything guitar is out of tune when I play my first song well then people leave the room some say that I suck I pretend that they're not there and I laugh because I don't care 
Now, Ant, you uh, played a set with me one time. It was the only time I've ever done a St. Mort set with a band. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about that experience from, from your standpoint of uh, pure unprofessionalism that was the St. Mort with a band? We played at uh, Penn State, right? Yeah. Penn State, Delco. I was there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> it was uh, me on bass. Uh, you played the guitar and Clark on drums. And it was a good time. I remember we did a couple c- cover songs, a couple originals, and, you know, I don't think the kids at your school really liked it though, too much. No, but we no. had a group of friends that were there having a good time. Yeah, but I think we played that song. Yep. We played, uh, uh, I don't know. I know we played Blister in the Sun, though. We played, uh, I remember we did Ballroom Blitz. Ah, uh, Ballroom Blitz. I think we that did. That was cool. Did we do New Shirt? Like a real rough version of new shirt. I think we did that and went right into pink shirt. We might have. I think we did something like that because it was ridiculous. Because we were just like, let's just do this. Because like half the people that came to see us were fans of like begin. Well, friends Weston. of begin. Yeah. Begin to end in Weston and stuff. So we're like, let's just do it for like shits and giggles. But you wouldn't sing it, so I had to sing it, uh. which was a terrible decision because <laughs> that, I can barely sing to Every begin with. Yeah. <laughs> I can barely sing to begin with, but like. That song in particular is not really my thing. No, but it was fun, I remember. Now, now I'm trying to think some of the... uh, I remember we kept throwing uh, hardcore breakdowns in between songs randomly. It was garbage. It was complete garbage. And then we kept trying to get Matt Howard to scream, and he refused to. Uh, Probably a good idea. (laughs) I mean, we were playing acoustic music. We were trying to, we were doing something different. But I remember by the end of that show, I was like, and I will never do a set with a band again. <laughs> yeah. Clark wisely chose Committed over uh, playing with St. Mort full time. Probably a good choice by Clark. Um, now, Jeff, you've been in at least one band. I didn't really, I didn't really watch the second, I never saw the second band. Uh, I never did. No, <laughs> you I won a contest I though. I did once at the con- at uh, yeah the training center thing. Yeah. And for whatever reason, your band didn't your band get into a fight with a bunch of ska kids at a show one time? Yeah, <laughs> we're being too awesome for them. <laughs> and there's a whole show of ska bands, and they made fun of us for being pop punk even though this was like 2005 way after the ska craze <laughs> i didn't understand it at all oh no it was two ska bands us and then this really extremely radio emo band that was just ridiculous because they started their set by jumping up and down and then started kicking each other <laughs> and we just i don't know before they even started the guitarist who had his guitar like all the way up to his neck it was like john Childers stuff <laughs> <laughs> Before he even started, they start jumping, and then he unrolls his bandana, and he takes his uh, asthma breath thing, <laughs> and he pumps it, and then they start kicking each other. His asthma breath thing. It's called an inhaler. Jim. No, I call it asthma breath thing. Was that the same show that you yelled at two kids for leaving in the middle of a song, or yeah. was that a different show? That was our last song, and there was two kids there watching us, and they tried to walk away, and I said, no, I'm not going to have it. Wait, can... no, Ant was there because he made himself throw up to get there. I was there. That was uh, in Westchester. Yep. I don't yep. know. Were they worth 
forcing yourself to throw up for? Well, I got out of work, so it was worth it. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Western Road Heroes here. This yeah. is true. Actually, they play a good set, I remember. It was a good time. I still have a tape somewhere of them performing in your backyard. And the I cops came and broke up the show. Oh, maybe I don't have that. At the very end, your begin to end was about to play their last song, and the cops showed up. For a uh, noise complaint. Mm, and you're like, you're like, we'll play one more song. And then you play like a seven minute song. <laughs> nice. Well, that's the second you know, time. That's how he always did it. <laughs> got one more song, guys. And like 13 minutes later, he's still on stage. Well, noggin to noggin, when they got shut down uh, in Norwood, uh, the cops said they have five minutes. So like, all right, we got three songs. <laughs> and they squeezed three songs in the five yeah, minutes. Yeah, you guys, you guys have, you booked noggin to noggin in... The whole scenario around that entire show is just ridiculous because they thought they were playing at a venue, right? Because you just said the abandoned we, house. We <laughs> didn't really book Noggin Toboggan. <laughs> this is what happened. I saw they were on tour, you know, on their website. This is like 1999, 2000, yeah. I don't know, 2000 probably. It was 2000. 2000, so. Because I was going to have at the time, so it was definitely 2000. Nope, it might have been. It could have been 2001. 2001. It was, I was going to say, I think it was, it was your senior year. It was spring. Well, I just saw on their website and saw they were coming to the East Coast, which is, you know, rare because they're a small band from California. Yeah. And uh, I saw they had nowhere to play, like, say, I don't know, on, like, whatever day it was, a Saturday, they were off. And they were going to be in, like, D.C. the next day and, like, maybe New York the day before that. So I was like, yo, you guys want to play Philly? <laughs> I was like, well, we'll set up a little outside festival thing for you guys. So they... So they knew. I, I think they thought it was gonna be like a real festival. Like, <laughs> well, they did state that we the, all you guys did was take donations, and they did state that that was their the most people they had a show the whole tour, and it was the most money they got for a show. <laughs> Which is tour. probably why they never came to the East Coast again. <laughs> we did not take the donations. We charged at the door. Yeah. But I mean, you could just walk around the. <laughs> we charged at the front door of the house. You had to walk through the house to get to the backyard. Well, people just gone through the gate on the side of the house. I think we charged like three bucks. Maybe they yeah. might have got like, I don't know, 150 bucks. It was like probably like 50 people that showed up at least. Probably more than that, 50 people that paid. That's pretty, I, I wish I had known about that show. Because I remember one of the first conversations I ever had with you, which was like five years before we actually became friends, was that you were wearing a Noggin Toboggan shirt at Sun Valley. And I was like, I love Noggin Toboggan. No one knows who Noggin and, Toboggan is. And you were like, that's exactly what you said. And I was like, dude, end of the line. It's a great song because I had bought a comp that had two of their songs on it. I like love, they were like the only two songs I liked on the comp. And then like the next year is when I actually got into them because I was at a, I think I went to Creation Festival. And someone was selling uh, their, first, their second and third album. So I bought those. Nice. What sucks is I think, I could be wrong, but I think somewhere on that tour, like either right before they played at Norwood or right after, they were playing with Sick of Change on tour. Their next tour. Was it their next tour? Next time? tour, they came to town with Sick of Change and they played DC and they didn't play Philly. Yeah. That sucked. They we were big Sick of Change fans. Too. They didn't hit up the Norwood crew or. No, they didn't hit us. The PA crew, they called us, I think. The PA crew. We were thanking the third CD booklet. Because <laughs> you guys took a Check bowling afterwards. PA crew, yeah. Uh, Jeff Toboggan, the yeah. singer. Uh, everybody that has that CD. Everyone who has... Uh, <laughs> Go run your CD collection. Noggin Toboggan. you don't have it, and then just come walk back to the computer. Whatever the third CD was called. Please to melt you. Please to melt you. We're oh, thanking there, the PA crew. Jeff Toboggan jumped in uh, the trunk on the way to bowling. Glow bowling. Because we couldn't fit him in the uh, T-Bird. And wasn't the bass player was you called him Big Bear, didn't you? A Papa Bear. Papa Bear. 
Papa Bear. He was a big dude. He was a big dude. <laughs> I remember when I sent them an email, like, years later, they are like, the PA crew? How are those guys doing? Like, they still remember <laughs> you guys. Yeah, well, they had a good time with us. We, they slept over at the Norwood house. They abandoned house. They stayed there that yeah. night. Was it... One of you guys told me that, like... The next morning, they were awoken by the sounds of you guys pushing each other down a hill in a chair, like in a computer chair. Well, me, I left early. <laughs> I didn't go born. I had a wedding the next day. They were out front in the chair, yeah, pushing Marky down the street. <laughs> yeah, I, I never got to experience the Norwood house. That was before uh, my friendship with you guys, but there are many, many stories from there. That was a cool venue, like place that, I mean... It's a you know it's a house and you could play inside. We played in the li- dining room slash living room, <laughs> you know, a couple times in the winter time. Then we played out back. I think that was the only time we played outside. Well, Jeff cut his finger open there once, right? We were playing with a stick with our. Uh, <laughs> there was a hole in the wall and we were playing with a broom handle that had a jagged <laughs> nail sticking out of it, and he put his foot against the wall and ripped as hard as he could, and it ripped part of my finger off. And you guys, uh, you formed a scout band and performed on the side of the street. Got a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't so much as a scout band as three people that didn't know how to play instruments and one person that did. Yeah. Adrian knew how to play trumpet. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. Well, and then Ant, you know, fed the house with uh, Doritos for a little bit. <laughs> yes, that was a good time. That was like doing a snowstorm. I took the whole display of Doritos, like the cardboard, like three tiered thing. It was great. Running through the snow to the car. One of your many stories of theft. Yes. The uh, guys who were plowing the parking lot uh, actually were cracking up as I was running like to the car through the snow with like, I don't know, 50 bags of Doritos. I think they might have been nacho cheese. Hers nacho cheese. They might not have been Doritos. Which... Well, this then you good. also had the brilliant idea of of robbing a Taco Bell, sort of. <laughs> Ripping off a Taco Bell, I guess, would be the better. Robbing sounds like you went in there guns a-blazing to get some tacos, but... Now we just ran through the drive yeah, you came, You came up with the idea of stealing your own food from the drive through so you get double the order. I won't order. collaborate nor deny this story. <laughs> that was funny. We did get double the food. I'm sure the second batch was delicious. I don't know. I just had, I took... I always Who ran by and stole the food? You ran by it. Was I the runner yeah. by? Her? Me and Eric uh, left. Our asses off the car. Who and else was outside of the car? Just me? Just you. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> they knew what happened as soon as it happened. <laughs> but they couldn't deny you the second bag and of then food. We, and then we went and watched a powder puff football game. We did. Garner Valley High School. Was, weren't you guys all dating someone from Garner Valley at that point or something like that? I was. I was just one. I wasn't. Yeah, Eric wasn't either. Oh, well, one of you guys was dating someone from, from, from Garner Valley. Uh, all right, I'm going to do another song. Uh, this is one I haven't played. Well, I played it at a uh, show that I did about a week ago, but before that I hadn't played this for about three years. But because Ant's here, uh, I'm going to play it, and hopefully Ant will sing along because this was always his favorite one. Uh, it's about my friend Crystal, and she... Uh, she loved the band Simple Plan and bought a pink Simple Plan shirt and she would wear it all the time. And uh, I wrote this little minute long song for her called Girl in the Pink Shirt. And it goes like this. Mushy mushy, girl in the pink shirt. Mushy mushy, girl in the pink shirt. Mushy mushy, girl in the pink shirt. 
Mushy, mushy! Girl in the pink shirt, she wore a simple plan shirt yesterday. If you ask me, I think that it is rather gay, but gay to me happy. If I didn't say the thing, Crystal, she would slap me. Mushy, mushy! Girl in the pink shirt. 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 Now, after playing this song for a while, Crystal went from hating it to loving it and uh, decided that she would write the reversed version of the chorus so that Girl in the Pink Shirt was in Japanese and uh, Mushi Mushi was in its English translation of Hello. Um, and I haven't performed it for a while, so this might not be right, so all my Japanese listeners can tell me how incorrect the uh, pronunciation is, but it went like this. Hello, hello, Pink Shots Ona. Hello, hello, Pink Shots Ona. Hello, hello, Pink Shots Ona. Pink shots on a domo. My favorite thing about that song is that the one lyric is about uh, gay to mean happy. If I didn't say that Crystal, she would slap me. And then like three years later, Crystal came out as gay. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I didn't write that knowing that. So that was kind of fun. Um, so, and you are now, I wouldn't say you're my first friend, but you're probably the the closest friend of mine who got married that i've like known years before the engagement like mark and lorelei i really didn't know that long before they had gotten engaged but you and diana i've lived with and have known for a ridiculously long amount of time yeah <laughs> so what does it feel like to do what you pretty much already were for about six years um well, well. <laughs> After being together nine years, I mean, it doesn't feel any different. Yeah, it's getting married. <laughs> no, not to me at least. No ring on your finger. Yeah, no, no ring on my finger. I gotta keep the ring off for the you... other la all the ladies out there. <laughs> no, no, actually, it doesn't fit the ring. It's too tight. If you, if you love I... her, then you gotta put a ring on it. That's right. <laughs> um, it I was good. Do... You were the only wedding I've ever been to where a skank pit broke out in the middle of the wedding uh that's pretty sweet that was that that automatically made it one of my favorite weddings of all time i was like all right matt circle pit <laughs> did you hear me oh i heard you and then i i obliged <laughs> and then everyone followed i was surprised there was like 20 people in that thing well there were a lot of punk kids there from like the old days of the fun shows true i mean those are uh it, i was talking to someone else about this um one of the past guests uh roots and stereo a lot of those kids used to be in a ska band uh, about two, three years ago. And I always talk to them about the fact that, like, they kind of missed when their band would have been huge. Like, their band would have been all over the place a couple years ago, but... Ten years ago. Yeah, maybe ten years ago, but... Twelve years ago. <laughs> I mean, they they had a good following. And I, I always dug them because they kind of sounded like Lagwagon, but with horns. But, um... Sounding like Lagwagon's always a good thing. Yeah, but they, uh, I mean... They were no late for bingo. They were no late for bingo, but, uh, you know, it's circa... Late for bingo covered Lagwagon, so... Circa 2008, 2009, not really the uh, prime time to uh, be a ska band, uh, an unsigned ska band. Um, Roots and Stereo is doing really well for themselves, so I'm, I'm glad for those guys. I think they're very talented. Uh, I think Jeff finally got to see them... At the show, yeah. sometimes it, sometimes it's a little awkward when it's kind of more sublime. Yeah, with the rap because he he raps kind of fast. 
when they do like fast punk or stuff with rap on top of it, it sounds that's awesome. Really good. <laughs> like, they uh, they and got they, a good jive though when they're playing like the three eleven Sublime stuff. Yeah, I, I told him uh, the other day when I was I saw him at uh, the Centerview reunion show, and I told him like you guys, um, I was like if you guys don't get signed in the next like year and a half, you're just not trying because I would I would feasibly say that of all the local bands I've seen besides maybe Team Goldie. I feel like they have the most marketable and just they've got the talent to back up the markability of them. Whereas, you know, a lot of, not to shit on other local bands that I love, but they're either not marketable or they're just not talented enough to make it. Did they play the Center View reunion show? Nah. They're playing, uh, they, as we're recording this, they're playing with, uh, Bally Ho, which is, uh, a group that tours with 311, so... Hopefully that'll start getting their foot in there because if they got a show with like 311 or Sublime with Rome or any of those groups, they'd be they'd be set for life. But I mean, I hope that things work out because they are really nice guys too. Um, Jim Class Heroes still around? They can just play. Yeah, they they play with Jim Class Heroes. That work? Well, I don't know because Travi's doing that solo stuff now, which isn't nearly as good as the Jim Class Heroes stuff. <laughs> um, now, the three of us used to live together. For a very brief period of time, then, you and you and Jeff lived together for like a year. The nah, three of us, the three of us, the three of us lived times. together for about three months. <laughs> and yeah, then, more than that. No, I when moved in in October. In? You didn't move in. in October. I moved in in October. No, you didn't move in October. I definitely moved in in October because I got dumped September. in October. I got dumped in October. It was like the week that I moved in. I got sure dumped. It was in September. You guys were still going out when you were living there. Yes. Yeah, it was the first. Times. Yeah, but it was like the first two weeks. And then she told me. September. I think it was September. It was late it's September. Maybe the middle though. of compromise. Mid September. Right. And then I but was then out in, in like January. End of January after we. Yeah, so like four four months, three September. or four months. <laughs> he's doing. He's counting on yeah, his fingers. About four months. <laughs> We went for four months. And then started the strawberry and salsa incidents. Oh, well, let's not talk. Well, I don't think he listens. But yeah, our roommate, Chris, was awesome. Really, really cool guy. And then and then there just started to be incidences where things would be found. Uh, like two-month-old strawberries or lids to salsa cans hidden inside the, the couch. <laughs> That's pretty dirty. <laughs> Do you remember when they sent us a letter telling us that we had to take the couch off the balcony and you were set on throwing the couch over the balcony? I thought that would have been good, like, footage. We <laughs> could just film like, that. Just throw it off. <laughs> like, it weighed, like, 200 pounds. It had, like, three recliners in it. And you know, I was like, I don't feel, I feel like they wouldn't be all right with this. And you're like, they'll never know. <laughs> they wouldn't know. In the middle of the day, we threw it off. We only lived on the third floor. The damage it would do to the sidewalk. No, no, it was grass. Yeah, but that lady two floors down, she's all she's all over. <laughs> she was all over your cigarette butts that weren't yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every time I spit on her, but those were a good time. She thought it was rain. Well, and then there was um, we had a there were a lot of good times though. That was that was Mario one, Kart Wii. We played a lot. Do a lot of Mario Kart Wii. I remember we control our imprints in the wall. <laughs> I remember not being able to sleep the first couple of nights because I hadn't adjusted to you playing uh, Strikers. Now you're Strikers, man. <laughs> this this guy gets angry during games. Jeff and I were like, for double, uh, for teams, we were probably like top ten in the country. We pwned that game. We were fucking beast. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. We were good. 
as a team in that. Team Feeney. George Feeney was our mascot. Awesome. George Feeney. <laughs> George Feeney. Yes. But, yeah, well, we had fun playing that. You guys, I, mean, I just remember... For the longest time, my ringtone for whenever Ant called was him playing Mario Strikers. <laughs> you know, like, most people have, like, songs queued up, but whenever Ant called me, it was just him going, MOTHERFUCKER! <laughs> well, I played hard. <laughs> I also remember, I'm not sure if you remember the day that I was home alone, uh, as I was most of the time that we lived together, because I was unemployed. Oh, for, yeah, you were unemployed. I was unemployed for, like, the last two months that we lived together. And, and the two months previously, I just didn't go to work, but clocked in and got paid. Yes. Um, so Matt was always around the apartment. Always just hanging around. I remember Jeff and I were hard at work. <laughs> Not really, but we were working. But it I, remember, I remember I wrote a uh, song about Diana to Hey There Delilah about her moving the couch too much and oh. unplugging the TV. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you likes to uh, rearrange the uh, furniture. I remember we would get so... There was the one night where I think we all were yelling at her at the same time because we couldn't fix the cable box. <laughs> it was like, you see what happens when you move the couch, Diane? Oh, Lord. Believe me. <laughs> I remember the time that. I proved my point that anytime I wanted to do laundry, she was always doing laundry. Every day. Now that, she never does laundry. I that, do laundry. That was the funniest thing. Okay, so Jeff constantly was trying to do laundry. And every single time that he would go to do it, someone else would be doing laundry. And then one day we were all sitting on the couch watching a movie. And I guess Jeff noticed that no one was doing laundry. And he just got up. He didn't say anything. He just got up and he walked away. And in like the two minutes he was gone, Diana walks in, fills the washing machine, turns it on, leaves. And then Jeff comes in with his arms full of dirty clothes. Here's the machine running and throws the clothes across the room and goes, Are you fucking serious? And storms away. Jeff, we recently, we, well, not even recently, we always knew that Jeff had the world's greatest freakouts. Because you could never stay long, like, angry longer than, like, ten minutes, ten seconds, and then he would apologize in the middle of the, uh, the yelling. The, the highlight being when you freaked out at, Aunt, at Olive Garden for being late. You were totally late. <laughs> yeah, He's, man, I'm, I'm late. never late. That's what he said that made you yell at him. Uh, that was a lie. You're like, I'm never <laughs> late. All the time. Like, yes, You're you late. are, Aunt. You're always late. I'm, always I'm sorry late. for yelling at you. Or just on time. I'm never early. Never early. All my friends are always, always late. Eric's always late, too. We all went to Carabas last night. We were all late at the exact same time. <laughs> well, that works out. from Bucks County. Not an excuse. Um, trying to think. There was some other good... Oh, I remember after the freakout, there was the Olive Garden freakout about Ant being late. And then, <laughs> like a month later, you figured out why Ant's always late <laughs> when we had to go pick him up to go uh, to the driving range. Oh, we are going to the driving range, and I, was like, I had a car full of people, and I went in your house to get you. And you're like, I remember this. I was like, hey, come on, let's go to the drive. I called him before I came over. I was like, I'll be over in like 20 minutes. You're like, all right. So I come over. You're sitting in your underwear, eating cereal, watching King of the Hill. And you're like, you're like Jefferson, down. This is a funny episode. And I was like, Ant, I got like two people on the car. You're like, oh, it's only like 10 more minutes. Come on. You started bad mathing King of the Hill. There we go. I don't like King of the Hill. Okay. Not great, but. 
Ant does love his cartoons. Well, I've been watching lots of home movies. Oh, it's so right. good. Is that why you randomly texted me, don't put Marvels in your nose? <laughs> I don't believe you didn't text me back. I thought you didn't know what I was saying. I was uh, I forget where I was at. I got that text message, and I was like, oh, man, I need to come up with something gold, and I couldn't think of anything. I think I almost put Louie Louie. <laughs> <laughs> don't put Marvels Louis in your Louis nose. Louie Louie in the house. Put them in there. Don't put them in there. That, that definitely, cool. as far as I'm concerned, that was definitely one of the best cartoons ever created. I love that. Um, I, I the, watch it constantly. The Bye Bye Greasy episode oh, is probably Lord. one of the funniest episodes of any Adult Swim-based series. Coach McGurk singing the Owl Race. <laughs> Coach McGurk has his own TV show now. I heard. It's on, on like a, FX or something, right? Well, he has a Comedy Central Comedy one. Comedy Central. John Benjamin has a van or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was that funny, I though. Seen I watched it. it. I wasn't blown That's away by what, it. That's uh, not what I thought John Benjamin would look like. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just used to his. I had, I had seen him before, and yeah, okay. I remember the first time I saw him. I'm like, that that's not how I would imagine. He's like bald and stuff. <laughs> I guess you partially just imagine that he looks like Coach Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he just wears a giant blue onesie or giant red onesie all day long. With a cow tattoo. Archer's okay. Ar- I enjoyed Archer. One of, my favorite, right. one of my favorite Coach McGurk moments yeah, he's was... He's Bob's Burgers, too, right? Yeah, he's yeah, like one of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I didn't see that. I had never watched that. I watched, like, one episode. I didn't like it. The best Coach McGurk episode is... Oh, my God. Everyone. All of them so are great, great, but I, I feel like... Funeral? I was going to say the one where they go and identify the dead body. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, immediately afterwards, it's just the two of them laying on the car hood, and he's like, I really shouldn't have taken you to see a dead body. You're only eight years old. <laughs> Then he inherits a sausage. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, an eighteen-year-old sausage. I crack up like hardcore. Like I, I get done. I go and work like five a.m. or four a.m. I get done like noon. I'm home like one o'clock or one thirty, yeah. and I go to on demand, put on home movies, <laughs> eat my bagel <laughs> every day with my cereal, little bowl of cereal, and lay down on the couch, fall asleep watching home movies. But I crack. Oh, no one's in the house with a dog, and I'm like rolling because that show it's so funny. But I've seen the episode so many times. It's well, so, that's like it's so good. that was one of those shows that we always used to watch in the apartment. It was like that and Arrested Development and Scrubs were like the three shows that we constantly were putting on. I just got my brother into Arrested Development. Undeclared. Undeclared, we did watch a lot of. Freaks and Geeks is like one of those shows that I like, but it's not nearly as rewatchable to me as Undeclared is. It's rewatchable, but it's not like funny. Funny, it's just. It was a good show. Yeah. It comes Except on Teen Except for Beers and Weirs. That, that. <laughs> that episode's a masterpiece. I think I can do cocaine any day, but I can <laughs> only watch you up in your presence today. Um, now, nah, but I remember, I remember hardcore watching Arrested Development. I'm glad that my brother's finally learning the joys of it. Oh my god! And uh, so good. He he figured out something that most people don't figure out until the second time they watch this show, which is that Buster is by far the funniest character mm-hmm. on that show. <laughs> Like, most people watch it, and they're so overwhelmed by Tobias and Job that they don't realize how brilliant Buster is. Buster's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> the seal's for marksmanship. <laughs> Mother. Lucille. I know. I'm trying to run from Lucille. I mean, Tobias still has some of the most outrageous lines. The, my favorite yeah. is just... Buster and Job together. Whenever they're together, like it's a golden man. 
It's so great, and they do like magic shows. I just love the stuff. episode where Joe tries to dramatically throw the letter into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also like the. Um, I like the <laughs> uh, everything with Franklin. <laughs> well, of course, who wouldn't like that black puppet? The best. Franklin would have loved it. The, the Franklin would have loved that joke line. I also like where he pulls up to the guard. <laughs> and, mommy! And the guard just stares at him. Franklin! <laughs> like... Good job. And do you remember any songs on the guitar if I handed you this to play? Yeah, I know how to play the guitar. <laughs> no, but I mean like like any of the old begin to end or, or anything. Uh, probably not. I'm sure you could pull out a lesson song. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they want to hear any more Saint Mort songs. I got one more up my sleeve, but well, I mean, I think you should probably play other than <laughs> me play. That'd be a bad thing. I don't know. Have you heard me sing? Yeah, two minutes ago. Like ten minutes ago. All right. What song are you gonna play? I'm gonna play Spanish Girl. Spanish Girl, no penlo. I. Uh, McCann never sent me the music for it, so I couldn't learn. I don't have the MP3s or anything. I don't remember how it went. I don't remember how it went. I just remember the chords. Well, of course, because it's probably all the same. Oh, that was it. Penlo, Penlo, everyone loves Penlo. I don't think you sang it that low, did you? I don't remember anything else. And then there was just... Randomly all around the world, <laughs> Doma Carmen San Diego. <laughs> I remember that line. That's a good that that's was a classic. Those were the days was when Goldsboro had his little studio in his bedroom and people would just fucking show up at all hours of the night and record stupid ass songs like the shit that uh Jeff records. Jeff would that. record with um quote unquote. Whoa, that's not shit. <laughs> epic. That is epic. I wonder if let's see if I have internet. If I have internet, I think I still have the chords for True Life Story. <laughs> uh, Jeff had a band called Quote Unquote that never played any shows. Unless you count the one time that he performed with St. Mort. Uh, and the most random aspect of it was that amongst all of the songs about being a gynecologist and slapping people with penises and all that stuff, was an anti-suicide <laughs> song <laughs> just right in the middle like com completely sincere it it was hard to take the song completely seriously because as i said the song before it was about getting a master's degree in gynecology <laughs> and i do have the chords for it look at this you know how to play it eric sipo sent me the chords for that and ashley you got the words? Because I don't even remember. Now, Ashley is super duper old. That's. <laughs> Ashley is from, I think, 11th grade or 12th grade. 11th grade, probably? Yeah. We originally recorded on like a boombox that could record through the speakers. Yes. It's about. Let's see what we got. One of my, my brother's friend's stepsister. Some random chick. Did you, you hook up with Pretty sure her name was Ashley. No. Yeah. The song is about Someone how did. everybody Dave else. Did. The song is about how she hooked up with everybody else besides me and her. <laughs> Which I guess is probably a good thing. For everybody else. 
point. I think that's it. Which song? No. Uh, True Life Story? It's picking. It goes, there's picking. Slap, 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 slapped in the face with a penis. Something like that. You get slap, 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 slapped in the face with a penis. You get slap, 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 slapped in the face with a penis. You get slap, 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 slapped in the face with a penis. And there's another party and he's feeling kind of naughty. You know what I'm talking about. He doesn't know what he's about to show her. He's getting slapped, 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 slapped in the face with a penis. A penis flows! <laughs> slap, 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 slapped in the face with a penis. You get slap, 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 slapped in the face with a penis. A penis slap, 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 slap in the face with a penis. A penis, yeah! <laughs> Well, that was fun. Right the show. <laughs> uh, randomly, while performing that song, my brother and Eric and Craig Harvey of Nick and Andrew of the uh, Fear Fear episode uh, Fire Fire Engines Are Red <laughs> um, are all here. Uh, we've just been randomly shooting the shit and playing songs. <laughs> just got back from Bad Teacher. How was it? It was actually funny as shit. It was pretty good. We were supposed to see Super 8, but it was sold out. So I didn't really it's still sold out? It came out like three weeks ago. Wow. Must be a good movie. Jeff said it was good. Yeah, so how are you uh, you guys doing since we've been talking for about a half hour now? Alright, can't complain. How was the uh, little show going along? Yeah, it's, it's going, it's going. Um, did you say Andrew and Nick are on their way? Yeah, they're just longboarding down John's real quick. Gotcha. Alright, well then I'm going to play a song that Nick's going to have to be a part of. But while we're waiting for them, we're going to do, uh, I guess we'll do Spanish Girl. And the rule has been, uh, you know, singing along if you know the words. The rule has been Jeff goes out and smokes a cigarette. He smokes every time I'm performing. I wrote this song for you, that girl I wrote it to. I don't even know your name, but you're an exchange student from Spain. And me amo, Mateo, will you go out with me? Me amo, Mateo, will you go out with me? But you said no, 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 I'll be English, no, 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 no. I wanna ask you how, know what you're all about. 
But you don't understand a word I say to you I want to call you on the phone Talk to you when you're at home And even call the Spanish hotline too And say, mi amo, Mateo Craig Harvey, come over here. That wasn't the end of the song. Uh, uh, we're a match made in heaven, can't you see? Cause I can't talk to you, and you can't talk to me. I wanna say I love you, but you'll never know because No habla espanol and mi amo. Mateo, will you go out with me? Mi amo. I forgot about the I'm calling you line. So when Matt was recording that song, his phone went off <laughs> in the middle of the song. And he just added I, that in there. Yeah, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna ruin the take, so I just yelled, That's me calling you! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I remember the first time I recorded, like in a real studio. Well, it wasn't a real studio, it was Goldsboro's bedroom. <laughs> I was gonna say, where did you record? I hope it's not uh, Goldsboro's real studio, uh, Goldsboro's? No. But no, we uh, we were recording in his bedroom and he sits me down and he goes, um, listen, I understand you do comedy and don't feel bad if I don't laugh because, uh, you know, I get really serious about the recording and I'm not even really listening to what's going on. And I was like, all right. So the first song, <laughs> this the first, is great, sir. I love the this first song I record is Acoustic Punk Star, which is the first one I played in the podcast. And as soon as I was like, you know, the falsetto part, and I started doing the what's that? He just, you couldn't hear the rest of the song because he was laughing so hard. <laughs> like, he's just going, okay, stop, stop. <laughs> no, Jeff has the best story of our, our inability to record without laughing was uh, the quote-unquote acapella hardcore song where we... Uh, <laughs> Where I kept trying to do the guitar solo. So I had to do it with my hand. Like, I couldn't just make the noise. I had to be like... And they kept laughing every time I'd do it. And then, like... I turned around. I turned around. I was like, if I don't see you guys laughing, I can get through it. And I'm looking, and it's a mirror in front of me, so I can still see them laughing. Well, well, one second. Brian, come over here. All you guys come over here. Yesterday, my brother and I were talking about ideas for future songs. And apparently, without either one of us talking, we came up with the exact same idea, which was that it was time that someone did an acapella dubstep song. <laughs> so we, can make that so we, started, we started goofing around. So uh, let's see if we can create an acapella dubstep right. sound right now. I'll, I'll start it off. I'll start it off. Wow, <laughs> 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 
Hammer time. Show at the Harmony Grange for ten dollars. Team Goldie's playing it. Team Goldie's playing it. I don't understand. Like he's just doing it? a set, and then DJs are playing dubstep for four hours, and that's eight dollars. <laughs> like, I'm going to that. Yeah, I'm going. Where the hell is the dubstep master himself, Andrew Emsley? He's in there. See, you don't drink or smoke weed. <laughs> I don't understand Andrew Emsley time. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Kind of. Or dubstep. Actually, I don't understand dubstep. It's not about understanding. It's about... What about Andrew Like, when you're wasted... He makes dubstep now. When you're wasted, you can't sing R.E.M. or anything. When he's wasted, he makes it. It's like weird techno music that I don't understand. Andrew is very weird. You were in a band with him. I was hoping he'd be here. He is here. Like... But I was hoping they'd be in here because it's almost the end. I was gonna do. Dude, you run this show. You make. You're the manager. You yeah, but it's 45 time. minutes. Someone's gonna listen to this shit for longer than that. I'll be lucky if they get this far. Ah, we're all here. You know, we'll listen to it for another 10 minutes. Because this is uh This is definitely Hickey's favorite song from the other night. You guys were at the show the other night. I want to yeah. do the I want to do the uh, I am happy song by Kate Micucci with the chugga chugga choo choo part. I'll do. I know, I know it now. <laughs> I know. But where's he was the one that was so excited. He was like, "Play it again." Because <laughs> it ended right after that. We were all like ready to do it. You were all ready to do it multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only one time in the song. Um, oh, chugga chugga. All right. I guess we'll. I'll, I guess I'll end on that. This is a, a song from Scrubs, uh, and I'll do it. I'll I'll do that part twice. Really? Yeah, I'll do it twice for you guys. Oh, All right. Because I might mess up the first. I am happy, you are happy, let us be happy together. Whether the weather is rainy or sunny, I will still be your funny honey bunny. I am lucky, you are lucky, let us get lucky together. Whether the weather is rainy or breezy, I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Cause isn't it nice to have friends like you do? And isn't it nice when the sky is blue? And isn't it nice to say, I love you, chugga chugga choo choo? I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together. Whether the weather is rainy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning. I will make you breakfast in the morning. I hope that you like cereal. And isn't it nice to have friends like you do? And isn't it nice when the sky is blue? And isn't it nice to say, I love you, chugga chugga choo choo? All right, Yay. thanks for everybody for listening to St. Mort. This is the little engine that could. Thank you for listening to the last PA broadcast of the St. Mort show. We will be back in mid-August, early September with a whole new lineup of guests and musical guests and all other crazy fun stuff. Thanks for your support for these first 12 episodes.